0: Chapter Four. You know, we'll start there in a in a moment. Thought we could t- look at a few thoughts about seeds tonight. Franco talked about the parable of the sower and the seed last uh, Tuesday night, I think, and it probably just got me thinking a bit. And uh, verse 26. And it says here, and he said, uh, "So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise." night and day and the seed should spring up and grow he knows not how um and me not being a very good gardener i can really relate to that idea i'll give you the tip now if you're going away don't get me to look after your pot plants they probably won't survive but uh, anyway um you know we see here the concept here that uh, the kingdom of god is as a man that should cast seed into the ground I've got a few pictures here. I'm sure we all know what seeds look like, but anyway. Okay, so, you know, this small thing, just thinking about seeds in the natural, um, a tiny thing that a huge tree can grow from. Um, you know, seeds contain all the programming required for life, for trees, for plants, not only for them to grow and to have life, but to reproduce themselves which is an amazing concept of its own. I mean, if you, uh, you know, invented a machine and then could actually make it to be able to reproduce itself, you'd be a billionaire, wouldn't you? And yet we see here that God in his amazing wisdom has, you know, we see the creation all around us, we see seeds and plants and other things. Not only has God created these things, but he's made them able to reproduce themselves and to bring forth uh, more life. So... Um, and we see here that the kingdom of heaven is uh like this, that uh you know, seed could be cast into the ground and without anything of our own strength or our own righteousness but the doing of God, something would grow uh from the seed which we know the parable of the sower and the seed uh tells us, you know, gives us the likeness that the seed is the word of God. Um so we can't make seeds. Only God could do that. We can plant them, we can water them, we can find good soil to put them in, but it's God's miraculous handiwork that life's, uh happens. And uh, there's, I should leave my Bible so I can see my own pictures here, but there you go. And so, you know, from a seed we see just a, a representation there, a picture of, uh, you know, the idea of a plant growing and so forth. So from the seed, something more... Uh, grows from it and and we've read here that the kingdom of heaven is like the seed uh planting exercise um, the Word of God uh is spread around, preached, and things happen. We might just go to Matthew chapter thirteen if we could please and verse thirty one Jesus speaking again here another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed which of course is a tiny, tiny seed, uh, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches uh, thereof. So from this seed, from the word of God, thinking about spiritual things now, something grows. God miraculously, only he can do it, but as his word goes forth, he is able to make things grow from it. He is able to create uh, his righteousness, his miracles, and uh, mighty things happen. We've got many stories here, uh, and we just heard one great one from our sister Jenna about uh, receiving the Holy Spirit and how her eye was healed and uh, you know we've got many powerful testimonies in this fellowship thinking of things that grow from the word of God we've got young people that have been brought up in our fellowship uh, who've received the Holy Spirit at a young age they've never had to taste of the things of this world um, and they're able to testify of what the Lord's done in our life I remember one young man at Caracalinga of a camp uh, some years ago testifying how that he'd been brought up in the Lord received the Holy Spirit spoken in tongues at a young age he was about 30 years old at the time and he said I've never drunk alcohol and I just thought what a what a powerful testimony that is that is a powerful wonderful thing to be able to testify off to the world that you know I'm free of the things that you know touch so many people's lives out there in the world because I've been brought up in the truth. You know, something that's flowed forth from the word of God and the power of God as God's blessed it and made things to grow from it. But uh, I just wanted to tell you about one story that's close to my heart and that's uh, my wife uh, Jenny's testimony. And so it's obvious why it's close to my heart. But, uh, you know, she heard the word of God, the seed being cast forth um some years ago, uh, she and a group of young folk in Wyala were deciding which pub to go to for that night. Uh, it was a weekend, I think it was a Saturday night. They were at the the uh, Wyala Foreshore, which for those of you who've seen it, is sort of like the West Coast Riviera. You know, it's, it's a lovely place to be, except when the seaweed gets washed up onto the beach. But anyway, that's another story. Um, and a group of young people from the Revival Fellowship uh, came along with some leaflets to speak to these young folk who were making their plans for the evening and started to tell them about their experience, their testimony, receiving the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, a miraculous new language that God had given them, proof and evidence of God in their life. And they were talking about, uh, the fact that Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth. And Jenny says, I'd never heard that. I'd heard about the fact that Jesus had been born and that he died on the cross for people's sins, but she was like, I didn't know he was coming back. No one had ever told her that in the religious situations that she'd found herself in as a child. Um, so she heard about the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, These young people were being heckled by this group, of course, strength in numbers, and they were sort of, pushing back a bit and what are you talking about and so forth but apparently Jenny was just in the background listening to what was being said Um, and at the end she took a flyer um, thinking, I'll take this home and I'll give it to my flatmate. She'll be interested in this. Anyway, the next time she saw her flatmate was Sunday evening and she'd just come home from a revival meeting where she'd been baptised. Um, She was a relative of the butler's, Pastor Alan and Mal. Of course, he wasn't a pastor then. They'd just come along themselves. And so Jenny was like, I've heard this twice in one weekend now, and it really got under her skin. It got into her thinking. You know, She, I think, really started to get an inkling, even though she might not have thought of it this way, that God was trying to get a message through to her. And um, she got baptised not long after that, received the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues herself and her life was changed for good and for the better. Um, she had no more desire for drinking alcohol. She'd been a binge drinker. She, I think she was 18 when she came to the Lord. She came along before me. Um, she had no more desire for alcohol. The Lord just took it away from her. Um, she actually, uh, her birthday was coming up and uh she... uh just poured the alcohol that she had stored up for this special occasion down the sink. It was just like, I'm, I'm not going to need this stuff anymore. I don't want it. Um, her parents uh, had been alcoholics, which had caused a lot of problems in their marriage. Uh, and in spite of the fact that Jenny had seen the turmoil that had caused in uh, her family from the time she was a child, she was going the same way. It seemed like she had no power to avoid it or change... Uh, uh her circumstances or whatever um, but then she received the Holy Spirit, and this you know the idea here of the seed being planted, the Word of God, and something amazing and wonderful and powerful that only God can do flowing forth from that. her life was totally changed, uh delivered from alcohol her uh, younger sister rang her some years later. And warned her, she said, I've just been to the GP and the doctor says that this alcoholism is genetic. So we're, we're, we're prone to it. We're predisposed to it, perhaps more than some others because of, you know, our parents background. And Jenny said to her sister, I've been trying to tell you for years, God delivered me from it when he filled me with the Holy Spirit and I spoke in tongues. Um, not long after she, um, came to the Lord, uh she started to have some bad problems with her kidneys. And so she went to the doctors and they did the tests and they were talking about her needing dialysis, which is, you know, not a nice thing. Um, so she went to the meeting, I think it was that night, and uh she was told at the meeting, the Bible says Jesus Christ can heal. And uh she was prayed for. And when she went to the hospital for the tests the next day, they were totally clear. She knew the the um, symptoms had left that had caused her to go to the doctor in the first place. And anyhow, the doctor said, look, we don't know what's going on here, but the tests are totally clear. You can go home. And she's never, ever had those uh, uh, issues ever again. And so, you know, we see that, and we un- I mean, I'm preaching to the converted here. We know that. Perhaps there are some of you that are watching online that have never, ever heard this stuff, but there's a miraculous, miracle-working God who just like you can see all around you, the result of a seed being planted and trees and, you know, beautiful things grow, uh, things which are good to eat, which feed us and nourish us and sustain us from seeds. We can see that around in the natural creation, well... I suppose it stands to reason that the God that did all of that um well he works in people's lives and the seed the word of God gets planted in people's lives and wonderful amazing things grow forth from that and uh you know what a wonderful blessing it is to be spirit filled that's the result of uh you know hearing the word of God and um God fills us with the Holy Spirit and we speak in tongues and he changes our, our life, which is wonderful, isn't it? We might just have a quick look in Acts chapter 1 just to um, see it in the Bible, just for those who are perhaps a bit newer to these things. Acts 1 verse 8, Now Jesus has risen from the dead here, an amazing situation. It actually says in verse three, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. These things are real and true. If you've, you know, never heard this stuff before, well, perhaps it's like a seed being planted in your life and in your heart that, you know, there's life after death. There's a victory to be had that Jesus Christ came to show us the right way to live and how to defeat death. That we can follow in his footsteps and just like he rose from the dead, we can live forever and never die and in verse 4 and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from jerusalem but wait for the promise of the father which saith he you have heard of me for john truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the holy ghost not many days hence or not many days from now and uh, so this is the promise of god to mankind jesus came and died and rose from the dead and went back to the right hand of God so that he could come and live inside people through the Holy Ghost and we would know the truth, we would see, we would understand in our heart and in our mind that Jesus is alive and that uh, we're saved once we've received the Holy Spirit. And spoken in tongues. And in verse eight, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So we receive power when the Holy Ghost, uh, comes upon us and we know God. The, the best, the most amazing thing that can happen to a man or a woman in this life to receive the Holy Spirit. To have Jesus Christ come and live inside you and to know God, to know that He's real and that Jesus is alive and that we're saved. And in Acts chapter two verse four, just over the page there, uh, how it actually happened this was the promise of God and of Jesus Christ. He was uh, really planting a seed in the life of the disciples here. Don't you leave Jerusalem till you get this promise. And as always, God came through with the goods. Jesus Christ came through with the goods. By now he's uh, not only risen from the dead, but he's gone back to the right hand of God so that the Holy Ghost might be poured out. And in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The birth of the church. Sometimes people ask us and say, well, where did your church come from? Well, it came from here and it came from God. You know, it's the seed, it's the word of God that, uh, does the work in people's lives that, you know, we're here because the Lord somehow or other, whether it was, uh, you know, someone preached to us, uh, to start with or other circumstances. I know one lady in New Zealand, she just found a leaflet in the gutter and thought, oh, that's no good. There's a bit of paper in the gutter. I'll clean that up. She went to pick up This flyer, and it was a revival fellowship leaflet that someone had thrown away telling her about receiving the Holy Spirit. And, uh, so she went to a meeting and she got saved. Praise the Lord. So amazing stuff. But the Lord is able to plant a seed in people's lives and, uh, change them and save them. And, you know, we're here because God started something with His Word. Praise the Lord that through many amazing circumstances, he brought the word of God to us. I mean, there were people that uh, back in the dark ages there who um, gave their lives that the Bible might be printed in English. Prior to that, it was uh, written in Latin and chained to altars on the Catholic uh, church altars there. And, you know, not many people could read Latin. And so people tended to just, the common man on the street just had to listen to the, the priest and hope he was telling them the right thing. But, of course, when the Bible was printed in English uh, and various other things happened like the Gutenberg Press so that you know books could be printed in much larger numbers and not just have to be handwritten and so on and so forth, now we've got Bibles on our laps, God one way or the other he had a plan and he was able to bring the word of God to us and praise the Lord for the fantastic fellowship that we're part of now that is just a refuge for us. We think back to that passage there about the seed that gets planted and it grows into a great tree that people can shelter in. And we come here to hear things that, you know, uplift us, that give us comfort, that give us strength in our time of need. And, uh, well, they, they strengthen us. And sustain us to keep going in the ways of the Lord till Jesus Christ returns. Just like there's farmers out there that sow seeds and again, they plant the seeds as God's the one like we read earlier that, you know, has put all the genetic information in those seeds for a crop to grow so that we can, you know, eat food and be sustained and so forth. Well, in the same way we come and we get fed and sustained and blessed by the word of God, and it's just a fantastic thing. Um Praise the Lord. There were some other things that uh, I was going to read about, but I'm running out of time pretty fast, actually, so perhaps we'll just skip on there. So praise the Lord that God's planted something in our life, and, you know, it's grown miraculously. We heard the truth, and the Lord came through with the goods as the seed was planted in our life, and it was just mixed with a little bit of Faith. Speaking of seeds, the Bible talks about having a mustard seed of faith. We heard it, and you know, thought, "I'm going to do something about this," or I'm "going to find out about it," or God, by His mercy or grace, um, drew us in. I know, with my very first revival meeting, I tried to chicken out. A lady I worked with invited me to the my first meeting. And uh, at home at mum and dad's house at the time, we had a thing called a BHP phone. You could only ring other BHP phones. So I went to the effort to go next door, to knock on the neighbour's door, to say, can I borrow your phone, to ring the person that was coming to pick me up for the meeting to say, I've decided I'm not going, I'm not feeling well. You know, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, maybe another day sort of thing. And, uh, and praise the Lord for his mercy and the love of God, where he called me and he planted it in this other person and so she understood and her response to my saying, it's okay, I'll, I'll stay home, don't come to pick me up, was, it's okay, I'll come and pick you up anyway, <laughs> clunk. <laughs> so anyway, um, I got picked up for that meeting and at that meeting that night I was baptised um filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. Uh, Mike Murray baptised me and I came up out of the water and I thought I heard speaking in tongues and I thought it was him because I knew he could speak in tongues. He'd prayed with me already and then I realised it was coming out of my own mouth and just the joy and the knowledge that came in that it's true. Jesus is alive. God's real. So, you know, praise the Lord for the persistence of others. Pastor Laurie um, was the pastor in Whaler at the time. And he said, what about getting baptised tonight, Mark? And it was a Wednesday night, and I said, how about I get baptised on Sunday? And he said, that's okay, but what if Jesus comes back between now and Sunday? And <laughs> It was like a game of chess, and I just got checkmated. I was just trying to buy some time, uh, but uh, the Lord was smarter than all that. And praise the Lord, I, when I said, okay, I'll get baptised, I felt like I was doing the right thing for the first time in my life, and uh, probably because I was. And, uh, I'm sure it was the Lord just blessing me. And anyway, I, I got baptized and spirit filled and praise the Lord for that. We can all say amen to that. Um, we had a gift here at the meeting a few weeks ago, just saying about how that the Lord miraculously intervened in our life and started something. We, we, we put our faith in the Lord. We took a leap of faith. And decided to do what the Bible said and God came through in spades and transformed our life and changed it, didn't he? And this gift said, just, you know, remember to keep going the way that you started. We come across all sorts of challenges and different things in life, um, uh, trials and so forth, but nothing's changed when it comes to the Lord. He's a rock. He is our salvation. He's unchangeable, unmovable, steadfast in his love and his mercy for us. I mean, he spoke about sending his son to die to save us in the Bible centuries before Jesus came the first time. God was set. He was, I'm going to do this for you. And his son, sweat drops of blood in the garden there. Father, if it be possible for this cup to pass from me, let it be so. Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. They were set in their love and uh, you know, their desire to save us, unmovable. And praise the Lord, uh, it's brought forth fruit in our life. That seed that was planted in us has brought forth salvation and the Lord hasn't changed. We can come across... Things in life sometimes, you know, perhaps life can deal hard blows, things that we didn't see coming or whatever the case may be. The Lord hasn't changed and as we put our faith in the Lord and just walk by faith and uh, don't look at natural circumstances but look at what the Lord has done for us both in dying at Calvary for us and the wonderful testimonies that he's established in our life and the lives of others and as we're, our minds on that, it comforts us and strengthens us. It feeds us and sustains us and reminds us that the Lord is, uh, you, well, He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother and He'll be there always to bless us and carry us through when Jesus returns. The Lord's planted a seed in us. Um, I suppose by fixing our mind on these things, it's like watering the seed, isn't it? It's just, uh, it's nurturing it. It's nurturing what the Lord has planted in us that uh, we just grow in faith and strength. We put our roots down in the Lord and uh, keep on keeping on till Jesus Christ returns because the Lord started something in us but we haven't seen the best of it yet. Uh, if we just go to First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, I mean, it's incredible what the Lord is, has done beyond our imagination before we came to the Lord, before we got spirit-filled. But I think we know where I'm heading here. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51, we might start there. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Uh, or immortal, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The strength of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For us, much as you know that your labour is not in vain in the Lord. The Lord started something in us. He planted his righteousness, his divine nature in us. We're fully equipped. It says uh, in one place there that uh, we're um, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Um there's wisdom been planted in us, knowledge, understanding, power, mercy, uh, forgiveness. We understand that we've been forgiven and, you know, no one's perfect, we're all human. We needed that forgiveness and we need to forgive others uh, in the same way. The Lord planted it all in us and he's planted the knowledge in us that he's coming back for us uh, to take us home. Um, so praise the Lord. He's given us something wonderful and uh just we might just finish in Daniel chapter five, I'm pretty much out of time. But uh just the one last thought about having received. You know well, we know what the scripture says freely have received, freely give. And uh Andrew, yeah, that thanks, you're way ahead of me. So um here's one. Um Pine cones. Some pine cones Need fire to open them up um, to actually so the seed can be let out and do its thing and produce more uh, trees, more pine trees, and so forth. Actually, did you hear the one about uh, the story about the uh fire at the circus? It was intense it's the best I can do sorry, <laughs> so anyhow um Oh, I'll save that for a sec. Um, so anyway, having received of the goodness of God, it stirs us up, doesn't it, to, you know, be on fire for the Lord and preach it to someone else and, uh, to tell someone about the goodness that, uh, is there for them too. That was what motivated Jesus Christ, wasn't it? It says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God. And that joy, was us being here, saved, spirit filled, and, uh, there's more, more to be done, isn't there, and more people to be saved. I just wanted to finish in Daniel chapter five. Um, it's a story of the writing on the wall that, uh, Judah had been taken away captive to Babylon, and, uh, they were having a party here, the Babylonians, and they were using the, the vessels from the temple, you know, for the worship of God and so forth to have a party, which was not a great idea. And while they were doing it, a hand appeared and wrote on the wall out of nowhere and basically Daniel was able to interpret the saying that was that the kingdom of Babylon had been weighed in the balances and found wanting and it's really a type of this world and that it's going nowhere, it's got problems that mankind can't solve. Jesus Christ is coming back and he'll set things right in the earth. Um, people can see these things like the Babylonians did they saw what was happening, but they didn't, they didn't perceive and couldn't understand what it all meant. And Daniel was the one that was able to explain to them, uh, what it all meant. So Daniel 5 verse 12, uh, here, speaking about Daniel, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, who the king named Belteshazzar now let Daniel be called. And he came along and he interpreted what it all meant and um, made it clear. And I, the thought that I had was, I suppose that the Lord's put an excellent spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, and we understand what's happening in the world. We understand how to be saved. And we're the ones that the Lord's ordained and sent out to tell people about, you know, they know that there's trouble in the world but we're the ones that can tell them about the answers. I did have one more picture here. Um, I'm colourblind, you see. We did this at Gawler the other day. I asked Pastor Jock what he could see and he just said a bunch of dots and same as me and someone said it was like the colourblind leading the colourblind. But anyway, um, can anyone see any numbers in there? Anyone? Andrew? can, Can you see them on here or is it not very clear? Okay, so because I'm colour blind, to me it, it's just a bunch of dots. I, I'm looking at all of those, and I can see number twelve. Oh, don't push that button. Thank you. So the thing is, oh, I can actually, oh, I can actually see more of them on here. Look at that. But I, can, I can, can't see hardly anything on there because I'm colour blind. You see. Um, So I need you to tell me and to show me what's on those slides. And I suppose the thought that I had just in finishing is that the Lord's shown us and made us to see things that the world can't. Um, So let's go and try and plant some seeds in other people's lives that they might get saved. All the people said, Amen. We'll leave it there.